welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano. We got a special guest on today, Tom Yado. He's been day trading for a few years now. How are you doing today, Tom? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. So I uh, brought you on um, basically because I have no idea about anything to do with day trading at all. I heard that's a phenomenal way to make money if you know what you're doing. How is that going for you, like day trading and all that shit? Uh, it's going good. It's tough though. You have to really, like, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time and you can't really, it's not like, you know, get on Robin hood and just YOLO into something and call it a day. You know, <laughs> if you yeah. really want to make something out of it, you gotta, you gotta put in the work and do a lot of studying, but you could do it. A lot of people do it. Just it has a bad rap. Right. Absolutely. What, what got you into it? Um, well, like, so obviously with the crypto, the Bitcoin and everything that got me into it. And then I lost a ton of money and I was like, well, it was exciting. So let's see if you could like actually do something with this. Mm. So I was screwing around with it for a couple of years and then, you know, COVID happened and I was like, wow, I could just like, you know, you could just lose your job, like for no reason. Right. And, uh, then I was like, well, it might not be bad to have a little like side hustle, not necessarily making it a career, but you know, try to get a little extra change. And if something happens, you could always just buy a yacht and go out in the middle of the ocean and day trade and leave it all behind. That's true. See, that's, that's the dream right there. The dream of a day trader. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you need to have internet connection, but other than that, you're pretty good. I mean, portable Wi-Fi or some shit, I guess. Yeah. You figure something out. Right. Um, how, um, is it is it uh something where you're actually like making can can you at this point live off of that or is it still like building to that point? I can't. I could, but my like my tolerance for taking losses, emotion. There's an emotional element to it. Yeah. Cannot withstand it. Like the pressure of not having a job and relying on this. It's already hard enough as it is. I don't need that extra right now. Right. But as you progress and you get better and you, you get used to risking more, you get, it's like anything, you get comfortable with it. Like, like to lose a thousand dollars in a day would like devastate some people. But as you get used to trading, it doesn't matter to you because you know, you're going to make money at the end of the year. You're going to have bad days, but it is what it is, you know? Right. So what's, what's the most you've lost in a day? Um, I, that's the thing with me is I don't lose a lot in a day anymore because I don't trade like that. I have discipline now, like a, like a big day for me now is like, I lost like 140, 150 bucks the other day. That, that sucked, but you move on. It's not a big deal. I've been down a lot. Like I'm down, like, you know, we can get into it later on, but you know, there's, there's, there's hype in certain stocks and you get sucked into it and I've lost thousands of dollars. It's not necessarily a one day thing, but it it adds up. If you get, if you do it the wrong way, you could, you could really lose a lot of money if you do it the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was uh, on one of the previous episodes. I had somebody come on talking about NFTs and he said the same exact thing. Like people hype up certain NFTs. And if you jump in on the hype and don't actually do your research on it, that you, they could be hyping you up just to basically fuck you. Yeah. I mean, there, there's pump and dumps. There's all sorts of stuff. I mean, I've been, I've gotten tricked into it before. I'm not going to lie. That was a long time ago, but you have this, I mean, you see everyone else getting rich. They're really not. There's a couple of people that won the lottery, just like people, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like winning a lottery, you know, you, you happen to put money into Dodge or I call it doggy coin or mm-hmm. Shinjuashu coin. <laughs> And, uh, and you make millions of dollars, but it's like, it's the same thing as a lottery. Some people pick the right numbers, you know, it doesn't, it's not a lot of people that that's happening to if you really get into it, you know? Yeah. I've only heard a few instances where people actually just dumped all their money into Dogecoin or something like that and made a lot of money off of that. And that's like rare. I know like Antonio, um, he made like, I think $2,000 off of Doge just cause he dumped like a, he dumped a shit ton of money into it when it was like five, five cents. And he pulled early. He could have made like, I think 10,000 and he just pulled yeah. early. 
But yeah, well, he was um, smart and he got out. You know, some yeah. people don't do that. I was actually the opposite. I uh, I invested. I pulled for a profit, and then while it was still up, I'm like, oh, it's still going up, and then I dumped uh, more, and now I'm down like three hundred percent on Doge. Nah, I know. I've been yeah. there. I, I, I the I know I can I know all the emotions that are linked with that whole thing. Really? It's tough. You see it keep going, you FOMO, and you're like, man, I made a few thousand, but it's like I could have made 10 or 20, and it's like, yeah, and then you get back in, and now you're down 10 or 20, and it's yeah, like, exactly. that wasn't worth it. Not at all. No, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm literally, I'm sitting on my doge right now just hoping one day it goes back up, because I'm not, I'm not pulling at this point. You're part, you're part of the bag holding crew now. I'm, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, But that actually leads me into a question that I had for you, because me investing in stocks and shit like that. Granted, I don't do day trading, but like, how do you, how'd you learn what stocks to trade and what stocks to go into? Like, how, how do you know? How did you learn? Like, what do you do? I mean, the greatest thing you can do for yourself is you open up a stock trading account. Mine is on TD Ameritrade. Mm-hmm. And they literally, you can trade stocks with fake money. And just, you just, you op- you do an account and it's literally all the same numbers, all the same everything as regular stock trading, but you have fake money in your account and you could just do simulation trading and you just do that. And you go on YouTube and you find someone that, you know, what they're saying makes sense to you. They're not trying to hype you up. Yeah. They're actually showing you like, Hey, if you do this, this, and this, you can get this and you just practice the same stuff. And that's, your, that's how you should get into it you shouldn't just use your money right off the bat you always should you should always paper trade right so is that how long did you paper trade for before you said all right it's time to put some real money into this um i did like maybe six months i mean what you should do is just paper trade until you're comfortable with your the platform that you're using and to where you're not just losing all the time and then just and then just bump it up to like trading, but risking like $5 or $10 per trade, you know? Now, doesn't, I thought TD Ameritrade had a, um, had something in it where you can't day trade. Is that not true? So this is the thing that I don't agree with our government and their genius. Yeah. Um, you could go into a casino. Mm-hmm. 20 grand, 40 grand, 100 grand, and you could put it all on black and you could walk away a loser right. and with zero dollars in your pocket. However, if you want to day trade, so you want to trade, you know, three, t- it would be like you buy something and sell something three times in a day. Now you're a day trader. You need to have $25,000 in your account. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, they give you, and you do the three trades, they give you a warning. And if you keep doing it, then they're like, okay, you're good. You can't trade anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's like, but why? That doesn't make any no. sense. Yeah. I can go, I can, I live in Vegas. I can go in the CVS and blow my entire paycheck right now in the game and in one of the slot machines. Right. But I can't day trade. I mean, who cares? What does it matter? That doesn't make any, what, why do you know why that is? Like what the reasoning behind that? law is. i don't know it's been around for a long time but just recently they changed it like you should you used to be they would give you like three chances so if you like messed up and you accidentally day traded too many times they would say hey you know slow your roll we'll get we'll give you you know a redo up to three times but they just change it for whatever reason you get one shot and that's it I, I don't know why I, I can't it's been around for a very long time though so how did you, how do you work around that? So what you can do is you can do, um, you can do like long-term trades. So you look at a chart that's further out, maybe not like a chart that's every five minutes, but like a daily chart or a weekly chart. And then you would get into a position and you wouldn't close it for like two or three days. So as long as the trade is not in the same day, it doesn't count as a day trade. So that's how you can get past uh, it. Okay. But once you get good at that, it's the same chart. It's just happening at a faster pace. So you're used to a daily chart. You have a whole day to wait and see if you should get into this trade. 
Well, now you're a date, like you can day trade. So now you have like five minutes or one minute or two minutes. It's, you know, whatever time frame you think is best. Right. It just goes faster, you know? So are you not using TD Ameritrade to day trade then? Or are you just doing those longer term trades? I have the necessary funds to day trade. So I use TD Ameritrade. Okay. And you um, said that was 25,000 or 2,500? 25,000. So you have to have, at the end of the trading day, you have to have $25,000 worth of whatever. So technically, I guess you could buy $25,000 worth of Microsoft. You don't have 25,000 cash, but you have 25,000 of something. Right. Now, if Microsoft drops 50 points, $50, and uh, now it's not worth 25,000, you have to put in the amount of cash to get you back up to 25,000. Right. So what's, is that, is that your like safe stock is Microsoft? So I stopped suggesting stocks because I, I day trade. So I'm in it and I'm out of it. Right. So if I recommend a stock, I'm thinking like short term, but the person I recommend it to, they don't trade. So they're like, Oh, okay. I'll buy the stock. Okay. Well now they're, they lost all their money. Well, I sold already. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. I can't, that's not my mentality, but if you just want, so if you just want to passively invest and not have to look at it every day, you can just buy a mutual fund mm -hmm. and that has a bunch of different stocks in it and it just goes up over time if you just don't want to deal with that. But if you want to day trade, that's when you have, like, it's way more involved. So we could get into either, either, or there's two paths you can go really. You right. should really do all of them, but you know. So, so what you do is you have the 25,000 in your account. Straight cash. Straight cash. And that's not invested in anything. It's just sitting. It's just there so that I can trade. And then from after that 25,000 being in your account, then you have money that you just trade with throughout the day. Yeah. Well, I can use that 25,000, but as long as I don't lose it, I can keep trading. Right. If I do the 25,000 and I lose a thousand dollars that day, now I got to put another thousand dollars in there and get it back up to 25,000 by the next day. Damn. Yeah. But I don't put myself in a situation to lose that much money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Um, and no, go ahead. And the, uh, when you do do this, this is the part that's risky. They're going to give you margin. So if I put 25 grand in, they're going to give me $75,000. So I have $100,000 in there I can trade with, which sounds absurd. Like, how can you do that? That's the way it is. Wait, what do you mean they give you margin? What does that mean? They give you basically, they're like, oh, you put 25 grand in. So we'll give you four times whatever you have. And you could pick, you could say, you could say, I want a cash only account. And then you can trade, like you could day trade. You won't get, you won't get dinged or anything like that. But once you use up your cash, it takes three days to get your cash back and you can't short stocks. So you can't bet against stocks. Okay. And then the other way to do it is just have the 25 grand. You could short them, you know, you could bet against stocks or you can day trade, you know, and get the money right away because they give you up to four times whatever you put in there to short those stocks, which is, what, and it's called margin. What does shorting a stock mean? So let's say Apple was at 150 and you think it's going to go to 140. So you sell, you don't buy, you sell a share at 150 and then hopefully you're right it goes to 140 you buy it back and now you make ten dollars oh yeah okay. so that's why they give you the margin because they have to give you cash to borrow so that you can short a stock so you can basically bet against the stock basically when you sell a stock you're basically borrowing the money okay so from what, the broker what makes how do you know what stocks, like what, what indicator do you look for, for the stocks that you invest in on a daily basis? Like what, what's like when you see stocks, you're like, okay, this one I'm going to put into right now. And then I'm going to take it out here. Like, how do you decipher that? 
So if I were to do something super basic that anyone could really do is um, like, say you're trading Bitcoin mm -hmm. and, uh, and Bitcoin doesn't have the, uh, crypto doesn't have these regulations, by the way, you can trade as much as you want. You don't have to have a minimum amount or anything like that. Right. Uh, they just have fees, like TD Ameritrade doesn't have fees. Mm -hmm. So what you could do is you could do, you could add a simple like relative strength index. And basically that just tells you, you know, how strong the buyers or the sellers are. And when that number gets to like 30 or 20 or 30 on a daily chart, which is like a very, it's considered a long-term chart if you're a day trader mm -hmm. or a four hour chart, then, um, basically you could just buy there and generally like seven out of 10 times, 70%, which is pretty good odds. You would come out on top. You wait for it to bounce up a little bit and then you get out. So is that what you is, is basically like what you do, you, you invest and you kind of like wait. So with day trading, I'm on like super short-term stock charts. So I'm basically like, this is where I want to buy. This is where I want to sell. And this is where I'm going to basically say I was wrong about what I did. And I just want to get out. Mm -hmm. But when you're long-term, you might not be like that. Like with, with crypto, I don't do that because it tends to, Generally, crypto has always gone up from the time you have ever bought it. So I'm just going to go with that trend. So when crypto like dumps really hard, I just put money into it. And then I just, and eventually it'll go up. That's, but you shouldn't day trade like that. But if that's something where it's like, I have a little, a little nest egg there. And I say, this is the amount of this money. I don't care if it goes to zero. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to lose it all, but this is how I'm going to trade it. And when it drops really hard, I buy some, I let it go up and then I sell it. And then I just keep doing that. So what, what's a, what's a day look like? Like you sitting in front of a computer, what does your day look like? Like, what are you seeing on the computer screen? You're like, all right, this one I'm doing, this one I'm doing, I'm pulling out at this time. Like, what does that right. look like? So I'm on the West coast. So stock market opens up at six 30. So I'm getting up at five 30. I get to my, you know, I have coffee, whatever. I get to my computer around six. I'm going to go and I'm going to put in, you know, what stocks have between yesterday and right now, like the, there's a market before the market, the market opens at 6.30, but there's trading before that. Yeah. It's just not fully open. So between yesterday and this pre-market trading, what stocks have gone up the most? So I look at all those charts and I put a list together. Maybe it's like five, six. Put it on my list put all the I'll, I'll have like one screen with like 20 charts on it little little charts and then my middle screen has like my main chart and then my right screen has entry like a little program i made that gets me in and out of stocks and uh, i'll put those in my list and then when the market opens i'm going to look and see so those stocks are already going up for pre-market so they're already kind of on the going upside, it's called bullish. They're already bullish, all right? They're already going up. Yeah. So let me ride that. Let me ride that train. Why am I going to try to ride a stock that's going down, you know? Right, exactly. So I have certain setups that I look for. So what you would do if you were trying to learn trading is you would, it's basically pattern recognition. You see these candles that the stock's made out of all these candlesticks, and you mm. see a pattern that you recognize, and you go, that pattern usually goes up. So when it goes across this price point, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. So what I'll do is I'll set in my program. I set, this is where I want to buy. This is where I want to sell if it doesn't work out. And this is where I want to sell if it does work out. And I just copy and paste that in and it sets an order for me. And I just sit there and wait. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I move on. As that orders in, I'm looking at other charts, trying to find another trade. Damn. Sounds complicated, but once you get used to it, you do it enough. I mean, it's just like anything else. You, you learn how to do it. So you, you said you, it's pattern recognition, which I've heard from a bunch of people who trade stocks. It says that that is the way to go. Um, what is it different patterns for different stocks or is every stock basically following the same pattern? 
It's all the same pattern. That's why you can make it something because it's not as random as you think it would. People think the stocks go up and down and blah, 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 and whatever. They do, but they do in a certain way that if you can figure it out, you can make money off of it. So, so if you see the same, like I, I will give you an example. Perfect. I have a I three bar play pattern. Yes. yes, I have a three bar play pattern. Okay, so three bar play. You have one candle, it's a big bar going up. I'm trying to not use too many stock terms here. So if anyone that trades stocks knows what I'm talking about, I, you know, I'm trying to make it more relative. So you have one big green candle, green, good, going up. Then you have one candle that's kind of like chilling right next to that green candle. Like, man, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. Does the price wanna go up or down? I don't know. Okay. Once that price goes above that second, it's kind of like people are like figuring it out. They're like, either it's gonna go back down, I'm not gonna do the trade, or if it breaks higher, I'm gonna do it. Mm. So you're basically emotionally on the same plane as a bunch of people right now. Right. Which is what you want. Cause you're all gonna put money in when it goes to this one point and it's gonna make the price go up. Mm -hmm. So once it breaks that second bar, I'm going to enter the trade. So and then breaks I'm gonna that have a second target. bar means yeah. that third bar is lower than the second bar. So the first bar is huge green, then just a regular, I'm assuming red bar. It could be red or green, but it's going to be like, it's going to be, I would really have to show you a picture of it, but it's going to be in the, the top part of the first bar. And then the third bar is going to break above both of those bars. Break above? Yeah, it's going to go above as so in it's the going price to go is going up. Yes. So I'm going to get in right as it breaks that. And the price is going up and it's going to carry me with it because everyone got in right there. Then people like you are going to FOMO in because they see it going up, but I'm, I already been in. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So that's where the learning comes in. Okay. Whereas people that don't know, they're FOMOing in. They see it. Oh, now it's this, now we're on the fifth bar and it's still going up. Now I'm gonna get in. You're just making me more money. I've been in for a minute now. Yeah. And then eventually it gets to a point where I'm like, I'm I'm good with this amount of money, and then I sell. So is the amount of money that you're good with is that predetermined or is that like you yes. know it's not really gonna go higher? After so many years, you can kind of mess with it a little bit, mm. but for the best, so I want to make this a career, right? So I need to know exactly what I'm going to make and what I'm going to lose every year. So I want all of my trades to be predetermined. Mm. So when I get into a trade, I go, I want every trade that I get into, we'll use a small amount of money. I will risk $5. That means if this trade doesn't work out, I'm going to lose $5. If it does work out, I'm going to make 10. And that's mm. what I'm going to sell. I always want to make double when I'm risking. Mm. So that way, even if I'm only 50% right, I always win because all my winners are double and all my losers are half. So you only have to be right 50% of the time. Okay. Now you can literally flip a coin and be right 50% of the time. Exactly. So with the, now in, in terms of stock price, um, so say you put that $5 in and the stock is um, $5. And so are you put, are you then setting it so that it sells at 10 and it's also selling at like 7.5? So it's all relative. So I will, so the risk is determined by how many shares you buy. So if you buy at $5 and you're saying if it drops a dollar, um, I want to get out. So you have five shares. It drops a dollar. You lost five dollars. You got out. It's all mm -hmm. relative to how many shares you buy. Doesn't matter if the stock's a thousand dollars or five dollars or whatever. I mean, the pro the problem you run into is if you trade too small, like five or ten dollars. Sometimes you you're trading a thousand dollar stock. It moves fifty dollars. So the you can't make that work with your minimum. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Like it, the minimum it moves is more than your minimum. It's not possible. Right. So that limits you a little bit, but there's so many stocks out there. You don't have to worry about that till you get better. Right. So is there a, is there a field that you tend to gravitate towards? Like I know there's some day traders that like say 
airlines and cruises are like the ones they go with or like tech is the one they go with or what like is there one that you gravitate towards or is it completely based on movement pre-market yeah mine's all pre-market but generally they move together so like if the airlines are moving they're moving together so then you just have i mean you just happen to be trained a lot of air the airlines move with boeing so if boeing's move you know if the airlines are going up boeing's usually going up because they're selling them the planes you know what i'm saying right and all the bank stocks move together so you end up without even realizing it, you end up going for the same stocks, but it changes every day, you know? Mm. The only thing that limits me is I do not want to be involved in a stock that doesn't trade at least a certain amount of shares a day because then you're, you can get, there's things called slippage. So you could enter a stock and you, you know, you enter at five and, and you want to be out at $4 in case it doesn't work out for you, but it could drop all the way to $2 because there's not enough shares trading. So they can't get your share. They can't, whatever amount you bought, you can't get rid of them because there's not enough there for you. So it drops down to, it drops down to $3 and then it sells some more of your shares. Then it drops down to $2 and it finally filled you because that's where it found the shares. It's supply and demand. If there's no supply you're not getting filled. You know what I'm saying? How does that, how does that work? So if you set your, if you set your sell to $4 yeah. and there's not a lot of shares being traded, yeah. how, how would it sell at two? Right. So you're trying to sell at four and you have 10 shares. Well, they only have five. Well, they sold five of your shares, but now we, they got to drop down another dollar. Then they got to drop down another dollar until they can find people that are willing to buy they're looking for people that are willing oh. to buy it for what you're selling it for supply and demand. Okay. So you're, people don't realize that until they get into it and then they go, Oh, this is not really like, I don't really get what you want. You know, you want it for five, but sometimes you get it for five fifty because there's no shares at five. Right. So, so it's not based on what you want to sell it for. It's based on what people want to buy it for. Exactly. But if you trade stocks, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, there's so many shares, you're not going to have a problem. Tesla, you're good. It's when you're in the penny stocks and, you know, people love penny stocks and that's great and everything, but, and, and then, the, you know, that's when you get this, that's when you lose a lot of money, you know, but you can make a lot of money because they run a lot. So it's, it's risk and reward. What do you want to do? So do you primarily day trade blue chip? Uh, yeah, primarily because that, those are the ones with the volume, you know what I'm saying? Right. So but those are the ones that could you actually get, get your fit. Like you could fill whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could trade lower price stocks when you're first starting out, but as you up your risk, you need more shares and then you need, you need stocks to do more volume. Not saying that you can trade, you know, there's stocks, Lucid, Rivian, stuff like that. Didn't used to have a lot of shares, but now they're popular. And now you can get a lot of shares because people are into it. I'm in lucid, by the so way. So you just I'm have to move with the market, right? man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how I'm trying to understand how, like, if I wanted to get into day trading, what am I, aside from the paper trading, like, fuck the paper trading. I already paper trade. Um, yeah. How I I didn't, but you know, for, for the sake of the conversation, yeah, figuratively speaking, right? Figuratively, how would I like what? So you're saying like blue chips, blue chip stocks are safer to invest in because like Apple, Microsoft, all them. There's just more stocks. There's more shares, so you can. It's more likely that whatever order you place, like sell it at one hundred and fifty dollars, sell it at one sixty there's more of a chance of somebody trying to jump in at that price because there's so many shares. Yeah. As you move your, the amount of money you're willing to risk up, that's, that's what you're going to trade. But, you know, there's so many stocks. I mean, it's not always going to be blue chip stocks. There's, there's, there's so many to go through and every day, some that are usually not moving a lot. Others are usually, all of a sudden they're, they have a lot of shares. So you, you're always going to be trading different stocks. Now, if you just want to 
passively and gra uh, like if you have a 401k, you just want to do that. You want to do a Roth IRA. You want to buy mutual funds. You're not really an active investor. That's when you just buy Microsoft, Apple, right. Amazon. You just don't have to worry about it. You buy Verizon. They give you a dividend. You get, you collect every four months, you collect a certain amount of money. So do you have any long-term investments or is it all day trading essentially? Uh, you know, day trading is whatever, but when we had that big uh, flu dump, you know, in two, 2020, uh, I bought a lot. Of, I just bought a lot of Microsoft's, Apple, Amazon, you know, because it's like, yeah, shit's bad now, but, you know, it's, it's Microsoft. Up. What do you, what's going to happen? It's Apple. You're going to throw your phone out tomorrow? Right, I mean, exactly. it's pretty obvious what to buy. Um, and then did I you, have... Did you invest in the, uh, the, the stocks for the people that created the medicine for the flu? No, actually I didn't because I didn't... I didn't know that it was going to be that like that big of a deal, you know. I didn't think it was going to be like, oh my god, like it's going to be such a thing that we have to do. So I, I didn't do that. And those stocks are biotech stocks, and generally before this whole situation happened, super volatile. Like, I mean, you could buy it for fifty dollars one day, and then you wake up the next day, it's thirty dollars. I mean, that's crazy. Like yeah. things don't move like that but those stocks do like you could really get messed up in biotech stocks. That's why I would never long-term trade a biotech stock. Yeah. You can make a lot of money, but you don't want to wake up 50% down when you put on uh, a $5,000 position. Now you're done. You're down $2,500. I mean, that's not expected. That's not, you can't right. plan for that. Exactly. So, you know, you, you should be um, into, and the thing is once you build up a nest egg of winnings, and you've made enough money, it you can be a little bit more risky with it because you're not losing your money. You're just losing the money you made off the market. And that's the way that's, that's, it's all part. It's like the rich get richer, you know? Yeah. You get richer because you're able to risk more because you have a bunch of money that you just made. That's really mm. not your money, you know? Right. You exactly. made it in the stock market. So you do those riskier plays. It sounds like, living in Vegas has made this, uh, th this almost sounds like a game to you. I think it, uh, well, like a career about, or a job, yeah, but, but it sounds you like you're trade, betting. Yeah. It's kind of like you're betting, but I mean, it is like a, a lot of people that play uh, poker and, and are good at it are a lot of people that, that do stocks, you know, and they happen to be good at that too, because they just know, you know, risk and reward, you know, you know, when you get this certain hand that you could risk this much because the odds are that you're going to win that hand. And it's just the same thing. Right. So what, what like made you gravitate towards day trading and stocks and shit like that? Like, what was that thing that was just like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Like, what, what was that for you? I mean, I always had an interest in stocks, um, but once I, I went through YouTube and I went through a, a bunch of different people teaching things, and then I found one that I liked, and you kind of end up becoming the thing that you learn. So like the, the, the channel that I went after and then I eventually subscribed to it, I subscribed to their, you know, they, you pay and then you, you trade with them throughout the day. Um, you know, they have, they trade like for one hour in the morning and they trade off one, two, five minute charts, 15 minute charts. And, you know, they make a couple grand and then they're done by, you know, if I'm starting at six 30 in Vegas, I'm done by seven 30, eight o'clock. And I can, I can make a grand and then I can go to work and work my day job and just do it again tomorrow. You know, so that you was do the this for like an hour. And you, you make only it need an hour sometimes. Honestly, you can make it in a couple minutes, but really? you can lose it in a couple minutes too. So it sounds like some magical thing, but it's years. You know, it takes years of learning, and I track everything, and I I try different like strategies. Like, what if I did this, and then I I just write it down, and I track it for six months, and see if that would have made me more money. 
So it's a process. Damn, that's really in depth. Yeah, it's well, it's how much you want it, you know. It's right, just, exactly. So what do you? So are you trading like by like one minute increments, five minute? Like what? What do you? What time increments are you trading in right now? Where it's like, like what are you tracking? Generally, I'll just put up like, you know, average day has about six or seven charts before the the trading day opens. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll start them all out in the one minute chart. And then I'll just watch it. And, you know, the bell goes off 630 and they start moving, you know, they either go up or down, sideways, whatever. Um, I just watch them. And if I see a pattern I like, I'll jump in on that minute and then I'll be out the next minute. But if that doesn't work out, switch to the two minute chart. See if there's a pattern there. And I keep bumping it up. Two minute, five minute, 15 minute. I tried 10 minute. I tracked it for a year. It never made me money. I stopped looking at it. Things mm -hmm. like that. 15 minute makes me money. So I'll go up to that. Then after that, I'm pretty much done because 15 minute, a minimum pattern for me is three bars. So that's about 45 minutes right there. Right. So. That's my day. You know what I'm saying? By that time I would have found something else or that's my last, my last trade, you know? Right. Did you, did you trade today or no markets close on today? Right. Yeah. Saturday is closed. Traded yesterday. So what, t tell me, what did you trade yesterday? Like, so, so prime example, yeah, you don't have to trade every day. You can be there. Well, I mean, you should be there every day because right. the odds are you need to be there every day and then, over time you make more money, but I didn't find um, a trade that I liked. So I just chilled out and I didn't force it. Generally when you force it is when you lose money, mm -hmm. but I did have option. I, I played some options. I do credit spreads and uh, got my ass handed to me, but that was the first time in like, I don't know, two months that I really lost a whole lot of money. So I had a pretty good strategy going and it makes you depressed and you think that you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you lost money and uh you lost more money than some people make all day but you know you'll make it back because you have the track record right exactly that's the hardest part is emotionally how can you just i mean you're you're up 500 and then all of a sudden it turns around on you and you lose a thousand how do you emotionally handle that you know what i'm saying yeah why didn't i sell 500 well you're that's not your target your target is a thousand if it doesn't make a thousand you don't make money yeah exactly you know? so you you're you're risking losing the money by setting your target at double yeah but in the long run because i've done the work and i've done the math i know that it'll make me money in the long run even if i lose today i know over a month i'll make money by the end of the month i'll make the money right. you know by the end of the year i'll have more money even mm. though it seems difficult to do during the, the day but that's all part of the process that's how you learn so the last day I, I, I want, I want real life examples here. The last day that you actively traded, what did you, what did you jump in? What did you jump out? Like, what did you make? Um, I think the last one, I might've lost money on the last one. I'd have to, I could check and see which one it was. Cause I want to know like what it actually looks like. Cause like, it sounds, it sounds easy as shit. And obviously it's not, you put in a lot of time. Um, so like, it's, it's gotta be harder than it sounds, but like, I want to know like what stocks you're actually investing in. Are you investing in like stocks that are like two, $300 stocks per share, or are you going for the lower ones? Are you investing in those like higher, like near a thousand? Like what, what's your like, cause you're blue chip. So you gotta be at least in the hundreds. Well, no, not necessarily. Like, um, I'll give you an example. I traded something the other day. I have it up here. It's called BHP. I don't even know what it is, man. I don't <laughs> know what it does. Follow, follow I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about it. All I know is it was trading the amount of shares I needed that day, it had, which is the volume. It had the volume I needed and it had the chart pattern I liked. So I, I got in at, uh, uh, what did I get in at? Oh, I got in at 58.33 and I sold at 58.52 and I made money. You know, that's, that's all that mattered to me. So how much do you make on something like that? Cause that's not a big jump. It's not, but 
if you buy enough shares of it, it is. So how many so, shares did you buy? Um, let's see here. So you buy like uh, a thousand shares. So you dropped $50,000 on the share or on the stock. Um, yeah, 50, yeah, it's no problem because they give you the leverage. So it's not a problem. Oh, they, they, they give you that extra 75,000. Yeah. So I, well, if I have 25 grand in there, they gave me an extra 75. So I have a hundred thousand. So if I put 50,000 down, it's not a big deal to me. You know what I'm saying? So do you owe them that money or is that just like, Oh, Hey, thanks for using us. They gave it to me. I used it and I sold. I don't know them shit. I got the money. I made the money and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Now, here's the problem. When you're using leverage like that, it's called leverage. Had I bought that stock, used their money, and then didn't sell, and it went against me, it started going down. Like, I bought it at 58, and it went down to, like, 45. I'm on the hook for that money. Oh. So, if I don't pay them back that money within a certain amount of days, they take all my money, and they sell all my stocks that I have in order to get that money. And then if I still don't have enough money, I owe them that money, which is messed up. And a lot of people get liquidated that way. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for them, but. Dang, so if you is. don't know what you're doing when you're day trading, you can really fuck yourself. Oh yeah, man. I mean, think about it. If you short something and you bet against it and you're using their money, that stock can go up forever. So you, you can lose, you could have a million dollars in there. If that stock keeps going up, you lose it all. At least if you're buying a stock, you're not shorting it. The most they could do is go to zero. Right. So you at least know what you can lose max. Right. So what's the difference between, what's the difference between buying 10 shares of a $50 stock and shorting a stock? So buying, if you're buying it, you're just assuming it's going up. If you're shorting it, you're just assuming it's going down. So if you short it, you want it to go down. And when it goes down enough, you, and you have to buy it back because you sold it originally. It's like a, it's but if like you never bought it, how do you sell account. it? If you know, exactly. They, they lend you the money to sell it. That's why you need the leverage. That's the money they're letting you borrow. That 75 grand is so you can short. They're going to, Oh, so you're you, buying it using their money and then immediately putting in, a, a sale for it at a what what's it called the sale limit a low limit when you short it yeah uh like a limit order yeah, yeah. Limit order. so you're putting a limit order in say it's a 50 dollars stock you're putting a limit order in for like 45 yeah so wait you buy it at 50 and sell it at 45 you sell it at 50 and you buy it at 45 so they give you the credit basically how do you sell it though if you don't buy it that's shorting a stock. That's how you short a stock. You sell it. You sell it first. So and you use you, the money that they let you borrow. So if you find a stock for $50, you yeah. can go into that. You can go into that stock and hit yeah. sell. Yes. Even though you own none of it. I own none of it. I'm literally and then betting they give you against that money. It. Yeah. They're, they're literally going to say you shorted this for 50 and I could sell it for 45 and I get that $5 difference. But if it goes against me, if it, if I end if it goes to fifty five, now I owe them five dollars. And if it goes to sixty, I owe them ten. And if it goes to a hundred, I owe them fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? It could just keep going and going and going. You could just keep owing them more and more and more and more money. And it'll not. You can never override that that limit that you put on. So if you didn't put a stop loss, which is like, hey, if it goes to this point, I'm out. I don't care how much I lose. It's just an unlimited loss. That's the risk in shorting stocks. So have you ever shorted a stock? Yeah, I do all the time. So Why do you always so want to this go? detrimental, scary fucking thing that it's you're telling hell, me man. Yes. is something that you regularly do. I, I would do it every day if it made me money. It doesn't matter. If the setup's there, you got to do You don't have a choice because you might you not know? get that setup again. What? How the fuck do you know that it's a safe bet? You don't, but you base it on the things you've seen over time. That's what I'm saying. It's all about pattern recognition. You see certain things 
and they happen over and over. And then you go, Hey, I know if I do this, the chances are, this is going to happen. I'm going to make money. Have you ever shorted a stock and got fucked? Uh, no, I've never been that stupid. I mean, that's, I've shorted and lost money. Yes. But I always, 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 always put a stop loss in. I will always have a limit to my loss because if you don't, you shouldn't do that. That's how you blow up your account. Is there a point in not setting a stop loss to where people do it and it's a thing? People do it. You can do it, but you should only do it if you're like, I mean, you're, you're, you're good. Like you're sitting there, you're watching it and you're like on the trigger, you know, and you've been trading for a long time and that's the way you roll. Yeah. You could do it. I wouldn't do it, but so do it. People that don't put in a stop loss, essentially what they're saying when they do that is they're shorting the stock, a $50 stock for 45. And if it goes to 58.60, they're saying that I still believe that very soon it's going to drop under 50. That's right. It's hopium. They're drinking the hopium. They're smoking it, whatever you want to call it. Damn. They're hoping it goes back down. That's a dangerous game. That's, and that's gambling. So that's the difference between being a trader and being a gambler. If you don't use a stop loss, you're gambling because you don't know what you can lose. You can lose everything. That's right. gambling. You know, when you're day trading and you're really a trader, you have a stop loss. You're like, I can lose this exact amount on this trade, or I can make this exact amount. The only thing you would take off is you would always leave a stop loss, but maybe you take off yourself. I was going to say really that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because so, then, yeah, but, but then sometimes you take it off and then it goes up and you would be out by a couple pennies and it goes all the way back down and you lose and you could have won. So that's the risk you take. So have you ever shorted a stock without a sell limit? Um, I've removed, I always put it, I always have a stop loss and an, and, a, and, a, and an exit, but I have removed it before. Like if the market's really tanking and you get a good, like you get into a short and it starts really, you could watch, you could see how many shares are being traded and it really starts, the shares keep going up and up and up and it's before your sell. I mean, I've taken, I'll, I'll keep sliding it down and sliding it down, or you can remove it and you can just keep moving your stop loss down. So that way, if it moves back against you, then you're out, but you just keep sliding it down behind it, moving it, moving it, moving it, moving it. And then eventually it'll, it'll shoot up and it'll stop you out, but maybe you move down way more than you would have if you left that limit order then. You know? Okay, so instead of doing a sell limit, you basically put the stop, stop loss? The stop loss, you move that instead. You move the stop loss instead of the sell limit and basically do the same thing, but in the reverse yeah it's a, so shorting is more complicated for people so if we're saying we're going long on something where we want it to go up you know if you enter at 50 and you're supposed to sell at 51 and you have a stop loss at 49 starts going up you say screw it screw the 51 i'm gonna take that off then it goes to 52 and then you move your stop loss to 51 then it goes to 53 you move your stop loss to 52 you just keep moving it up behind it so the price is here, your stop loss is here, and the price keeps going up and you're moving your stop loss. And then eventually the price will go like this and it'll stop you out. But shit, maybe you're $10 above where you thought you'd be. But wouldn't that mean, if you're shorting a stock, wouldn't that mean that you're losing money in that, in that scenario? That's, I was talking about if you're going long on a stock, if you're not shorting, because I feel like visually it's easier for people to- Oh, so you're saying investing yeah. in a stock, hoping that it goes up and then yeah. putting the stop loss behind what it's worth so that- underneath you keep making yeah. as much as possible right 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 and you just keep you can keep uh, you keep it a dollar under and you just keep doing that and doing that and doing that and doing that and um sometimes you get lucky and they just go all day you know and then you could sell at the end of the day you could hold for the next day so what are you typically trading within a day in regards to like how much money you're trading typically is it do you have like a limit or do you just like whatever whatever works works i have a limit based on my the amount I'm willing to, to lose. So that's, if I have a stock that's, 
$300 and I want it to move 10 cents, I'm going to need a lot of shares. I might need like $100,000 worth of shares. You know what I'm saying? Right. To get it to, to get me my money. So in that case, I would put on a $100,000 position, but it wouldn't phase me because I have a stop loss in. You so I already know what I'm going to lose. You're using TD's money just like that? Yeah, I do it all the time. How could you not? It's free money. That's that's the thing. It's like so you owe them. So you, but then you shouldn't be trading them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Confidence. That's the, that's where the practice comes. In. That's where the confidence. I didn't start out putting a hundred grand down. You know what I'm saying? Right. I started out with nothing. Fake money. Right. So you went from the fake money to a hundred thousand real money. Correct. Jeez. And then that's I'll, pu I'll put on hundred thousand dollar positions. But it it does you don't it, you're not like oh I'm gonna lose a hundred thousand dollars because you have a stop loss in. Mm -hmm. But what if you shorted something you put a hundred thousand down and you didn't have a stop loss and all of a sudden some crazy thing happened the market all of a sudden starts you know well not tanking but going up because you're shorting right and uh, dude you could I mean honestly where do you where do you stop like you're down ten grand. Oh, it'll come back. You're down 20 grand. Oh, it'll come back. You're down 30 grand. Well, I already lost 30. Might as well see if it goes down. Well, now you're at 40. You, you see how this could, yeah. could get out of control? Exactly. Yeah. So how much is the most that you have lost in one day? So yeah, I don't, I don't have a good number because I don't know, $500. It's not a lot because I always limit myself. To what so I you, lose. you're so you know enough in trading to where you're really never losing a significant amount of money. Correct. So then, it, even if you don't know a lot, each loss that you're taking is so minuscule that it would take a whole year for you to add up to a lot. You know, you'd have to really be fucking up. So then, the inverse. What's the most you've made today? Um. I mean, I could pull on a couple thousand in a day. And you're talking about like one hour of trading. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to make something like that, I mean, you I'm not to that risk level yet, but like if I was going to do something like crypto where I'm a little more risky, mm. then yeah, you know, that, you know, when it gets, when it gets going, you put in a full stack and then, you know, you write it out and you can make a couple grand in a day. It might take a whole day. It might take two days. But you can get there. The trading I haven't built up to, I can't lose, I, you know, because if I'm going to make a thousand in a day, I'm going to lose 500 in a day. What right. if I, and I might take three trades, I might lose 1500 in a day. Not worth it for me yet to lose that much, you know? So are you at this point only investing like that one, two hours a day, or are there days where you're day trading all day? I have, yeah, I don't, I don't day trade all day. I only do, I do like, 6 30 to 7 30 8 o'clock and then you know my options plays that i do i might like i'll be checking in on the market like every hour or whatever and then like it might be you know 11 11 a.m and i see that the market's doing something i like i'll log in real quick i'll make a trade and i'll you know, my option plays are usually one or two days. So I'll buy it on a Tuesday. I'll sell it on a Wednesday. Or I'll buy it on a Monday. I'll sell it on a Wednesday. So I'm not sitting at the computer all day, but I can just bring it up on my phone. Oh, what's it look like? Okay. Okay. I'll is, buy some, sell some, whatever. Is there a point in time where you aspire to be trading all day or is it not something you want to be doing like that? I don't think it's necessary. For me, I don't think it's necessary. I wouldn't want to do it. But if that's what made me money, I would do it. Because, I mean, if Obviously. you're making a couple thousand in an hour, couldn't you then just, I mean, off yeah. that same thing, couldn't you then be making, like, say you make 2000 an hour, couldn't you technically be making, like, $16,000 a day? Not really, because, I mean, if you're really good and you can trade all day and you can do it, cool, but... The biggest, fastest moves happen within the first two hours. That's why I'm trading the first two hours. And that's why I can make that money. Mm. After that, after the first two hours, I mean, stocks kind of find their way. I mean, they, some keep going up and stuff, but a lot of ones go sideways or they just, 
there's too much up and down to really pinpoint trading over and over and over and over. And if you did, it wouldn't be a thousand dollars. It'd be like, I did this for a hundred. Now here's another trade for a hundred. Here's another trade for a hundred. It would add up, but not like in the morning. In the morning, they're like, the first hours, stocks are either shooting off or they're they're tanking. And mm-hmm. that's when you can really capitalize on that. So you're essentially choosing to trade in the most volatile time of the day. It's the riskiest. It's the most volatile. But, you know, higher risk, higher reward. And right. I don't want to be Vegas mentality. I have a job. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's true. So I just want to get in, get it done, and move on. And then eventually, if I make enough doing this and I don't have to work, then I can maybe sit at the computer longer and try and find those longer term trades. Is that something that you think you can do in the future? Or is that something you don't even want to bother entertaining? No, I would, I would definitely do it if I had the time, but you have to literally sit at the computer and stare at, you know, charts over and over and over all day and just look for patterns. And it's, it will take up your whole day. You know, you just, it's like super boring until it's exciting for that. 20 minutes or 30 minutes and then it's boring again for two hours it's just like that week after week you know so how is there is there any stock that like you regularly trade that's like one of those like essentially a day trader stock um not really i mean you could get those meme stocks you know amc shiba inu yeah i mean those are crypto so and crypto's 24-7. I mean, at least... The you can't trade crypto on TD, right? No. You, I do Coinbase. There's some other platforms, Gemini, Bitrix. There, there's a few other ones, but I like Coinbase. But you can trade 24-7, like 2 in the morning. Uh, You know, if you're some degenerate trader, you just... I don't know. Maybe you figured out a strategy where at 2 in the morning, some shit's going down and... You make money off of it. That's what's right. kind of cool about it. Once you can figure something out, you could just do it whenever, you know? You could do it from mm-hmm. wherever. Exactly. So are you trading off you you don't do you trade off your phone or you don't even because you're in front of your computer for an hour? You don't yeah, I can't really trade off the phone because it doesn't it doesn't have the things I need. Like I can't see all the charts and all the tools that I have. Right. But say I in the morning I bought a position, like I have an options trade. And um, what does that mean options trade? So there's, there's stock trading, which is like you buy the actual stock itself. And then there's options, which is like, it's a contractual obligation to buy the stock at a certain point. Mm. Um, It's kind of a little bit complicated to explain as far options are tough. I just really started them, but they've been pretty successful for me. Um, Basically, I can buy and see this is going to sound super complicated. I can buy and I could buy and sell a stock at the same time and still make money off of it, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But if you really got into the details of it, it makes sense. Um, Make it make sense. But it's it takes it takes a long time. Like I'm years into trading and I just started options. Some people pick it up really quick. I never really. I always liked the the price action and the charts, so I, I always drew to that. But you could you could do good off of options. You don't really have to watch them as much. You can buy options that are you can buy something that doesn't. You bought it today, and you don't even find out if you're right for a year from now or two years from now. But people do it, and they make a lot of money off of that. You just have to research it and study it. Okay, fair enough. So like Monday, you're trading again. So what do you, do you literally every day, it's the same thing for you? Are you basically waking up, looking at what stocks are moving pre-market and just jumping into those stocks? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally the same thing every day as far as that goes, just trying to find those stocks and hopefully see a pattern that you like and get into it. And um, if you just stick to that, that's the way you can actually make money doing this, you know, versus just throwing money and this and that. And you really can't, there's no guarantee there, you know, you can't really say, hey, hey, I did this exact process. 
for an entire year and this is how much I made and then I did it again this next year. So now I can bank on that. When you're just, you know, YOLOing into GameStop and whatever the next meme stock is. Hey, don't talk you know, shit you don't about really that. Know. I'm, in, not, all, yeah, I'm you, in all those stocks. Jeez, yeah, relax. I mean, I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a different mentality, you know, if you're trying to it's stupid. make a career out of it. No, it's, it's you, stupid. I lost you everything you're saying. I lost money on, so it's it's retarded. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I started with you, but it wasn't with meme stocks. It was with crypto when crypto was crazy. Right. You know, I had bitcoins plural when it was few dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. Well, even if I had hundreds of bitcoins at a few dollars, would I have held it to sixty thousand dollars? Or would I have sold when I made a million? Or would I have held when I got to five million? You know, like, you don't know what you're going to do. You know? Exactly. I made a thousand on Bitcoin. I thought I fucking won the lottery. And then I went to 60 grand. <laughs> I could have made 60 grand. It was like, what would I have even held that long? Like, when it got to 10 grand, I probably would have been like, I'm out, man. Yeah, absolutely. No one would have thought Bitcoin would have got to where it's at. Yeah. But there's some people that, and that's where it's like dumb luck. It's like some people just bought and they were like, Oh, whatever. And just forgot about it. Yeah. Now they have a million dollars, you know, but exactly. Some people won the lottery the other day, you know, it's, I feel like it's all relative. So what, when did you buy into Bitcoin? Man, I used to buy Bitcoin. 15, I don't even remember what year it was. 2015, 14. It was after that. It was I think it was around maybe a hundred dollars or something like that. Damn, but that I didn't know. I didn't know. You just you just buy it so that you can go on the dark net and buy some drugs with it. You know, you don't know anything about it. You don't know that right. it's gonna be something. It's just something to get you something that you really want. Um, but in 2017 is when I got serious about it. When it kind of was like in the thousand dollar range. Yeah. And I bought tons of Litecoin when it was really cheap. Like it was $15. Now it's like 150. I could have made like a hundred grand. I think I made like a thousand dollars and sold it. You know, a thousand dollars was like my shit. Yeah. Like, man, I made a thousand. Let me sell. Made a thousand. Let me sell. And then Absolutely. things went to like 70, 80. Could have made a hundred thousand, you know, but you can't dwell on it because then you'll just be depressed and want to kill yourself. <laughs> um, you know and there's people that have you know i've read some stories like you go on those forums you go on reddit and there's some people that have been in some tough shit you can you go on the stock trading forums and there's some people that are really there's some sad stories in there man that's really? what you should read you shouldn't read the ones where people became millionaire you should read the one where they're supposed to buy their girlfriend a wedding ring and they sold it to buy this stock and the stock tanked and now they don't have money for rent and blah, blah, blah. There's more stories of that than there is of the other ones. Jesus News Christ. just doesn't report on the, on the, they just want the ones that are like, you know, Oh my God, I made a million dollars. Yeah. So more people just put money into the stock market. Yep. Especially if you're watching uh, CNBC, that thing's like pure propaganda. I didn't know it at first, but once you get into stock trading, you realize it's like, Oh shit. I mean, you got to realize anything the news is reporting is trying to push whatever, yeah. whatever the yeah. government wants. I thought finance, you know, cause it's a little bit like CNBC, a little bit better because it deals with money. So it's like money over everything type of thing. Yeah. So money over fake news because you, I mean, without money, we don't got nothing. Well, even, even, even they, there's always a, some type of narrative, you know, I feel like because especially in this day and age stocks are so prone to move based on influencers now that the news almost has to follow suit. Otherwise they'll lose money. Like when like Dogecoin, for example, that shot up because of Elon. And so yeah. the only way to combat that is stations where stocks are being reported doing essentially the same thing. Like, all right, so these are the stocks we want to move. So we're going to report on these stocks specifically in the success or like, Oh, you should oh, buy because it's so low same type of shit because like nowadays like twitter instagram tiktok those are the ones that are pushing like younger people into stocks so you own the only way to combat that is for the older generation that's in the stocks doing the same thing yeah yeah i mean even like um 
don't know if people know Jim Cramer. I mean, even he talked publicly about how he ran a hedge fund, you know, millions and millions of dollars, and he would uh, short a stock. Now everyone knows what shorting means. He would short a stock, and he would get someone to put out some news story about that company, and, you know, because he knew such and such whatever news reporter, and they would say some bad shit about the company, and the company would tank. He had already shorted the day before, so guess what? Now he's just running to the bank and cashing in. So it's it's all a racket, you know? Damn. that's yeah. That almost sounds illegal. It almost does, doesn't it? But it's not? I mean, there's certain politicians that have a lot of money, and I don't know how they got all that, because they only make a few hundred grand a year, and they were, seem to be worth a few hundred million, but what do I know? I don't know anything. It's just the things I see. So what's, the more you get into this, the more you realize it. What's uh so the illegal part of stocks is Ponzi schemes, right? Well, insider trading would be the cream of the crop. What does that mean? Just you know what's about to happen? Yeah, basically you know what's up. Like Martha Stewart knew some shit about her company and she sold some stock and then it happened that the company did whatever. I don't remember the details about it, but it was something of that nature, you know what I'm saying? Damn, that's that's something that I wish I could do. Yeah, me too. But that's unfortunately not the reality. Yeah, um, well, you know, you don't know people, you can't make money. Exactly. You got to do it the hard way. You got to learn how to trade stocks and grind your teeth and take years. And you know what? But the thing is, if you never do it, then you never did it. And you never know, you know? Right. Um, so that actually brings me to my next question. So anybody that wants to get into day trading or trading stocks in general, what's some advice that you would give them? Uh, use your stop loss. Number one, first and foremost, because if you don't, you lose all your money and then you can't trade. Other than that, Set up your paper trading account, you know, TD Ameritrade. Um, there's other ones, Charles Schwab. I don't know, there's a bunch of them. E-Trade, um, paper trade. Make sure you take good notes on everything you're doing. Like, you know, what I would do is I would try and find a YouTube channel, watch a bunch of YouTube channels, people that day trade, people that are successful, that prove they're successful, that don't just talk shit. There's right. some that actually show that they're like doing it. You know, they show, oh, I got in here, I got out here, and blah, 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 I made money. Find those ones and uh, see what they do. And just it's, use them as a mentor. You have YouTube. You can do anything with YouTube. You can learn anything. You know, whatever right. you want to become, you can do it. If you can watch it, you can learn it. It's not like, you know, back in the day, people had to read books. I mean, people learn that way, but if you can see someone, I'm a visual learner. I feel like most people are visual learners. Yeah. Charts are visual. It's going to be hard to read a book and see it when you can see someone doing it live right in right. front of you. So I feel like nowadays you can, as long as your IQ is above 85 or something like that, you can pretty much learn anything. That's a pretty low IQ. So I'm not trying that, to knock anyone with low IQs like 85, but I mean, it's all right. That's why we had you on the podcast so that you can uh, around. teach the people yeah. with uh, under 85 IQs. If I, if I had a higher IQ, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'd be on my yacht, Sandra Pay. Well, you could be on the podcast on the yacht. No, I, I wouldn't waste my time. <laughs> oh, well, excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> no, that's um, cool. I like it. 